be passionate about your work. If you have strong work and you're proud of it, talk about it, go all the way with it. Don't, don't ever have any doubts, or at least don't let the judges see that you have doubts. From RevThink, you're listening to the RevThinking Podcast, a conversation between creative entrepreneurs who know the best way to deal with the future is to create it. I'm Joel Pilger. Today, my guests are Caitlin Hornshaw and Ashley Telusic, and we are discussing awards. Welcome to RevThinking. RevThink leverages years of experience and practical wisdom to help owners of top creative studios. So you don't have to choose between following your passion and running your business. Now here is your host, Joel Pilger. Awards. We all want them and we want more of them. That's our topic today on the podcast. I have Caitlin and Ashley at Brave Dog discussing what is it about awards, right? Why does everyone love winning awards in our industry? And why is it so hard to win awards, right? You really want a Clio, you want a National Addy, you want that Emmy. Well, is the playing field more competitive than ever these days? I think that goes without saying, but in their experience, is that really true? Now, Brave Dog is one of these companies that when I discovered them years ago, I was fascinated to find a firm that specializes in helping companies navigate the awards process. Uh, that that's such an interesting area of our industry that is ripe to be better, to, to, you know, there's opportunities there and companies need help. So Ashley and Caitlin were kind enough to sit down with me and we just go through the whole topic of awards. Do they make a difference? Can you share some examples? How can we increase our chances at winning awards? And even, you know, what's the future? When we look out ahead, how do you position yourself and what are the things that you need to do to help your creative studio win more awards? So I hope you enjoy this episode with Ashley and Caitlin at Brave Dog. So really good to be with both of you today because I want to pick your brains on the topic of awards. So I first want to say great to meet both of you. And um, why don't you actually start and just tell us sort of who you are and what, what you do. Sure, absolutely. This is Ashley. Um, I am the director of business development at Brave Dog. And my day-to-day -day is pretty much strategizing who are the best types of contact clients or partners, as we like to call them, would be a good fit for Brave Dog. Um, we do have a variety of uh, different client partners based off of budget or they're creative, but we like to look at every client as an individual and create a path for awards that makes the most sense to them and their goals. And Caitlin, what about you? What's your story? Hi, I'm Caitlin. Um, I do a lot of the day-to-day -day with the clients, so I do a lot of the awards handling start to finish. So what I'll do is I go through the process of they'll send me assets, I'll review all of the creative, we make recommendations for what awards we feel are a best fit for each client and each project, and then I do all of the writing and the paperwork. Um, you know, I run everything by the client first, and then we submit. So you handle lots of the details of actually getting things submitted and hopefully facilitating that whole process. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I was so interested. I, re I can remember years ago when I was running um, a studio of my own and I got introduced to Brave Dog and I thought, wait, what? There's a company that does <laughs> this? 
right? I mean, and then of course, once I understood what it does, what Brave Dog does, I thought that's so interesting. What a what a kind of interesting place or niche in the industry. But for people listening who are like, okay, what the heck does Brave Dog do? Which one of you wants to give give us the quick version of what Brave Dog is about? Funny enough, I used to work at an agency two blocks away from Brave Dog, and I was the sad soul submitting to award competitions. And there were a lot of late nights and a lot of delivery. And I remember joking around with my project manager that I hoped that there was a company out there that did this or that we should quit our jobs and start it ourselves. And little did I know that two blocks over on Hollywood and Vine was Brave Dog and Brave Dog did just that for over eight years. So when I had the opportunity to come work for a company that had a service that I really believed in, it was kind of like a no brainer. Um, So when it comes to your question about what does our company do, it's really a variety of opportunities that people can work with us when it comes to awards. On a small scale, we do award assessments. And that's essentially creating a roadmap of where does my awesome work belong? You know, which work isn't a good fit for certain competitions? And then on the high end, we kind of are their in-house awards team where we work with them day to day, month to month on every competition from A to Z, from writing to submitting. Um, a lot of the things that Caitlin kind of locks and handles, um, you know, we're able to be as hands-off or hands-on as possible. So it really kind of just depends on where you are and what your interest is in awards, because everybody has a different level of interest. Yeah. And I mean, everybody has a different budget and a different priority in-house. So sometimes we we have a smaller client with limited budget come and say, we were really proud of this thing we did. And we'd really like to get some recognition, but we can only do two competitions. So we go through and we find the very best fit. You know, it's different. It's different depending on who it is, but we try to work with them and find a plan that works best for them. So it sounds like you guys work with, I'll say agencies. And of course that could refer to a motion design studio or an animation company or mm-hmm. that sort of a thing, a production company. Yes. But you also work with a lot of what I would call, uh, what I would call clients, but you probably call them something else. They're TV networks or they're entertainment companies or film companies. Am I, is that sort of the, the spectrum of, yes, yeah. of your clientele? And normally we work with TV entertainment kind of clients, but we're open to anyone who has a project that they're excited about. So anyone who comes to us and says, you know, this is something I'm proud of. This is something that is very important for our team. To advance, and this is very important stuff that our brand is doing. We want everyone to know about it. They can come to us, and it doesn't matter what area of advertising that is. You're totally teeing me up for my next question because I was just going to ask. All right, so if I'm um, if I run a production company or an agency or studio of some type, okay, what's the big deal with awards? Like, just step back and say, or answer, you know, the question: What? Why do awards matter? It's a great question, and everyone you ask will give you a different answer. Uh, There's different levels of that importance or value that people place on awards. Uh, Some people think it's something to boast about. Some people think of it as a way to get a promotion. I would say on a macro level, obviously the acknowledgement and the press that you get for winning an award puts you ahead of other um, production companies or motion graphic companies that you're kind of going up against. It's a great talking point, especially for someone like myself who's in sales, I love being able to sit down at a meeting with somebody, especially when I worked at an agency, and be like, look, you know, we did this for XYZ client. We could do something really tailored to you. But it shows your aptitude of what you're able to produce. And then from a very micro level, we find that awards really help boost morale internally. 
Um, it also can sometimes help provide a larger budget from finance and, as I mentioned, the promotion. So in our opinion, yes, awards make a difference, but it depends on who you're asking at what level that does make a difference for them directly. Well, I love the point that you just made about, um, I mean, I guess there's the obvious. It's recognition, right? But I love the fact that awards give um, a studio a different story to tell, right? Mm -hmm. Because when you go, say you go to a, a conference every year, like a Promax BDA, or you know, you do an annual sales trip or whatever, you don't want to just show up and sort of say, well, here we are again, and we're awesome. We do great work. We what I mean, whatever your positioning is, to be able to just have a story to tell, it's always evolving. And I find that clients love to be part of a good story, mm -hmm. you know? And so when you can say, hey, we won this thing, they're like, wow, we want to work with people who win top awards. We want to win an award like that too. I was going to say, I mean, Part of what's really neat about the story is that a lot of times the story is what makes or breaks your campaign. So there have been times where our clients have said, you know, actually I have some specific examples of this. I mean, there have been times where our clients um, came to us and was like, we're really excited about this, but we don't want to talk about this other part, this part where we struggled, where we encountered a challenge. And a lot of times we're pu we push back and we say, no, that's the interesting part. That's the part that people are excited to hear about because it's about you creatively overcoming this obstacle. So you're getting to a, an interesting point, and that is in the process of, okay, let's, let's, let's submit and agree that we all want to win great awards. But that submission process, I think it, a lot of times people underestimate First of all, just what it takes logistically to go through all that process. But then, like, what what is it that makes the difference? I think I'm going to just say I know for sure there's a belief out there that says, well, the best work wins. But I can see from the look in your eyes, well, I wish it was that simple. And you're making this point of when you're submitting the story that you tell about the project and why it was so challenging and you know, what happened and how it turned out so amazing, the results, whatever, that's that story, right, that we, you have to tell in order to even be in a contender to win the award. So tell me more about that. Yeah, um, kind of what I say is, you know, fortune favors the bold, where, you know, you come out of the work, the woodwork, and you have this really cool thing that you've done, that's great, but I mean, everybody wants their brand to be like, this was this flawless experience. It was perfect from start to finish, but that's not as exciting. You know, people want a beginning, middle and end. They want a little bit of drama with their story. So, I mean, kind of a cool example of this is we worked with a creative agency called Code and Theory, and they did some work for Burger King. And kind of the backstory on this is that Burger King had kind of encountered the struggle where their staff, their employees were tweeting or going on Instagram and sharing information about products that it, they kind of spilled the beans on like, hey, we're going to have chicken fries or hey, we're going to have this new cool thing on our menu. And it was great that they were excited, but they were kind of blowing it for Burger King yeah, because sure. they were like, wait, we were going to have a product launch. We are going to have this whole thing. So they took an interesting angle with this and they said, Hey, let's, you know, let's, instead of punishing them, let's, let's reward them. 
Okay. Let's do something really cool with this. So they worked with Code and Theory, and they came up with this idea of let's set it up where we're going to be doing a training video like we do with every menu item. And they were introducing hot dogs. It was grilled dogs, and this is brand new for them. They were just going to add it, and there are so many restaurants that have hot dogs on their menu already. Sure. So they just wanted to set themselves apart. So they created this training video that was starring Snoop Dogg. And it was totally unexpected because these videos are always, you know, just some guy in a voiceover, like, making the item. But they had Snoop Dogg come in. And he, you know, had some fun with it. He made them laugh. And they thought it was so great. They pulled their phones out. They started videotaping it. And there was a bilingual version starring Charo, which was also really well received. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. So it was a media firestorm. It was great. Yeah. But when it came time to enter this... Code and Theory wanted to back off on the backstory of, look at our employees kind of screwed things up for us in the past. And it's like, no, we need that. That's that's the dynamic that you were working with. And it was a challenge. And because we were able to tell that story, it did a lot better than I think it would have because there's more context. And it ended up winning a Cam Lion, which is a big deal. That is it's a big of, deal. Yeah. That is a super big deal. Well, this is where I've been an award judge you know, for organizations like Promax BDA, where I'm judging. And it's really interesting when you when you have that experience, because you suddenly realize I've been submitting to awards all these years. And then when you suddenly have to be a judge, and you go through that process, you realize, oh, well, what is the story here? Why should I care? And that's not as easy a thing to do. I think maybe it's because um, owners and principals that are really close to the work, they're too close to it. They don't even they don't really see the advantage of telling that story in a candid way or yeah. or what have you. So I would think that you guys being able to come in and say, hey, we do this all the time. We see things that you may not see or may not be comfortable sharing, but we can greatly increase your odds of winning by just, yeah, by telling the real story. Yeah, it's, it's really great that we have people like Caitlin on our team that are able to really craft that story. Um, because we're able to be unbiased. We step outside of their bubble of what they think is amazing or what they think isn't amazing and are sometimes able to spin it because we get a lot of different work across our desk and we're always on the pulse of what's happening in marketing. And you know that really allows us to focus in and give them the best foot forward for that award entry. Whether it's a TV network or a production agency, we often get the question, you know, how do I have a greater chance at even being noticed by the judges. And we see this every day. Um, you know, Caitlin, I'll be the first to tell you that obviously if the work is strong, that's the best starting place. Um, you can't fake it till you make it a lot of the times right. unless you're able to come up with some killer case study. But, you know, we re really recommend, first of all, deciding what's the best option to submit. And it's sometimes the answer is nothing. You know, we really don't recommend just submitting to submit. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of resources and a waste of time. So. So if I have a bunch of different projects that I think are really great, could you help me actually look at the work and say, we think this has a really good shot and this maybe not so much? Oh, yeah. We do that every day. Okay. And we have no problem saying no. <laughs> right. Um, you know, sometimes we do get pushback and we have to submit it regardless. But, um, yeah, we, we very much give a truthful opinion because if our clients aren't winning, that makes us look bad. And then we're not winning. Well, I love that because I think um, – if we, you know, if you're someone submitting for awards and you've allocated a substantial budget, you know, you can spend a few thousand dollars easily on just submitting to win a couple of good awards. Mm -hmm. And if I can, if I knew, well, instead of doing these 
12 submissions, mm -hmm. I really want to just do the three or four that I know are going to win. Mm -hmm. Then that's obviously a smart, inv smarter investment. Uh, we recently had a client um, motive and they had already submitted a handful of awards to the Webbies. And last minute they kind of freaked out and were like, okay, we just submitted them, but we're among these like sharks. You know, we've got Google, we've got Uber, all these things, you know, can you guys look at this? And so we looked at it and we said, actually these other categories are not really the best fit. Have you guys noticed this category? And so we identified a new category for them that made the most sense for their work. And they ended up winning the people's voice at the Webby's against Uber and Google. And it wasn't just because the work was amazing, because that was a checkpoint. The work was amazing. Um, it was because the case study video that they created using footage they'd already shot and the case study write-up that was accompanied with it really elevated the level to make it even able to be on the playing field with Google. Um, so that was a big win. That's huge. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm, you're reminding me of how, how many of us have had this painful experience of you submit 10 different pieces that you're so proud of. This is your best work. And... You, nothing wins, and then later you're talking to somebody at the you know at the association you know maybe it's I don't know the Addies or Promax or what have you, and somebody tells you oh by the way um, yeah I think all, you, you know you may not realize I think those were all entered in the wrong category. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that happens. I mean we sat in on the Clio Key Arts last year and we firsthand witnessed during the judging, judges confused on why something was entered in that category because there was no prefix as to why. And a lot of times we watch them take those entries, every award competition is different, but with Clio Key Arts, they were able to take that submission and say, nope, we're moving it to another category without asking the client who submitted it because they felt it wasn't a right fit. Right. Granted, if there was a story behind it, it might've made more sense. Well, they got lucky, right? Because a, a lot of different award organizations will just dismiss and yeah. say, this is not in the correct category, and it's deleted. Yes, they'll do that. Uh, yeah, and that's, that's a huge bummer because mm -hmm. the work could have won. Yes. It may have been like the winner in that category, but oops, yeah. you submitted your bumper in the category for end page and yeah. oh well, sorry. Comes back to the story. You need the juice. Yeah. The juicy yeah. story. Were you gonna add something? I was I mean related but not related a little <laughs> bit. Um I was just thinking about how, yeah, there have been times where clients will even back off altogether and say, I don't I don't want to enter this and I don't want to spend my money on it. And you look at it and you're like, I think you're not seeing what I'm seeing. Meaning, we, meaning the potential for recognition or just some other goal that they have that they don't think a, an award yeah. is going to move them towards well, that. There's, and I mean, talking about categories and all kinds of opportunities, I mean, there are categories that are for low budget, you know, like a shoestring budget, or there are, you know, opportunities for sound design. There are opportunities, like pretty much anything you can think of, there's usually somewhere a category that will fit what you did. And it doesn't have to have cost a lot of money. It didn't even need to be seen by that many people, honestly. Right. And kind of what comes to mind is um, we did a project for Sci-Fi a couple years ago, and it was it was focused on the show Dominion, which was this kind of um, angels versus humanity, like post-apocalyptic show. And they did this really cool thing. They had um, these social images that were distributed on Facebook and on Twitter, and they were pictures of Renaissance paintings 
but the angels were depicted doing something bad. So you had angels wearing ski masks and lacy underwear holding bazookas. <laughs> it was it was really funny. It just like it was one of those things that just worked. And they it they didn't spend a lot of money on it and they didn't really put it out there that far. They just kind of put it on social media. But it was so edgy and it was so funny and it was just unforgettable. I was like, you guys got to enter this. Well, that's so interesting because I guess there's this assumption that, well, I should just submit my big budget work for awards because that's what wins awards. Yeah, and that's not always the case. And the thing is, too, is this is this is an example of, you know, sometimes a brand will put something together or a company will create something and they put it out there and then they're just like, eh. I feel weird that we did that. They like have second, they have like doubts about it, but it's like at that point it's out there. You got to own it. And it was a success. I mean, it's how you measure success is another thing. Yes. So it's like you put this thing out there and people responded to it and thought it was really funny. And you're kind of like, oh, I don't know if I want to put pictures of angels like wearing lacy underwear, like on my, on my resume. And you're just like, <laughs> wait, but, it's already out there. Yeah, it's already <laughs> yeah. out there. So it's, it's like, the internet. and you just because, you know, so you, and it was tailored to a specific audience. So it's like, it was this micro tiny bit of this campaign. And I pushed and I said, you guys should really enter this. Like at least enter it into one thing. And it won a lot of stuff. Well, you're talking about something cool, and that is you, you talked about really someone's goals. Like, what is it that you're looking to get out of winning awards? And I think you guys can probably comment on maybe some of, the, some of the unexpected benefits or what I call strategic byproducts. Like, I can, I'll tee you up with one, one story. I remember one year winning a Promax BDA gold, and, you know, as you, when you w- win an award like that, the dream is, I'm going to announce it to the world and my phone's going to start ringing. Mm-hmm. But that really doesn't happen. But in my case, when we won that award, the client I did it for at Discovery Channel, she was so excited. And I, of course, was smart. I ordered a copy of the award and sent it to her. Oh, yeah. Well, she freaked out yeah. because now she's got this killer, you know, beautiful statue, statue right, right, sitting on her desk with a little note from me. Well, guess what? Over the next, I don't know, three or four years... We did so much amazing work together because she thought of me and my studio as those are the guys that not only we do award-winning work, but they're really thankful and, you know, they're just great collaborators. And they were excited to be a part of the – you were excited to be a part of that project as well. Yeah, absolutely. It yeah. was Again, it was a great story for me to tell and she took part in the whole story. So that, you know, think of – you don't think of awards as a way to generate repeat business and engagement with your clients. But that's just one, I guess – benefit. But what, what else, what else would you say are some of those, you know, unexpected uh, benefits of winning an award? Yeah, I would say, especially for smaller agencies or production houses, um, don't be scared by the fact that there's all these big networks submitting. Um, If you have a close relationship with your client, um, you know, if you were the vendor, you can reach out to them and talk about, hey, this award competition is coming up. Are you guys submitting? And ensure that your name gets to be on the credits. So if you win, in a sense, and I mean this in the most positive way, you're riding the coattails of the big network because they have the budget. And then from there, you're able to take that press and use it in your content marketing, your social media, your email marketing. All of that becomes a little juicy nugget for you to roll through the interwebs with. And it's a great thing to talk about during a client meeting. You know, it doesn't always have to be you submitting, it can be a joint effort. Um, we've seen that a lot with companies. And awards are buzzworthy. So it's a great way to put your name out there a little further and you know, say, look at this cool thing we worked on. 
And, you know, it gives you a little more brand recognition on a surface level, too, because people will remember, oh, I think I heard something about that agency or I think I heard about something really top cool. Of mind. Yeah, it's very top of mind. Very cool. Well, how about this? Um, you, I may not have heard of you, but I've heard of the Emmys. That, that sort of a thing, right? Yeah. Like yes. when you're yes. meeting somebody for the first time and they're saying, oh, really nice to meet you, Studio XYZ. I haven't heard of you. And you say, oh, well, it's nice to meet you, blah, 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 blah. Award winning. Oh, what do you mean? Emmys, Addies, whatever. And yes. all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, I don't know you, but I know the Emmys. I know yeah. the Addies. Well, a lot of people don't understand the process very well. And, you know, the process is kind of there's a lot to that goes into entering an award so people come to us and say I have no idea what I'm doing will you just do this for me you know will you just you know I think I've heard of this competition and I want to win that how do I win that how can you help me win that right we get that a lot yeah I bet <laughs> yeah well and let me maybe give you an opportunity to talk about even the scale that you guys are talking about because yes there's the small company that wants to submit one or two things but I think I've heard you guys talk about there are some big TV networks that will submit hundreds, <laughs> right? You're, you're, uh, you're yes. laughing. Uh, yeah. Hundreds and hundreds. hundreds. And that's just for one award type, right? Yes. I mean, how 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 big and expansive do these... I don't have the numbers on me right at the second, but we just, we just did... Our biggest, busiest time of the year is Promax. Okay. And we had, I think... Over 800? Over 800 entries. I think oh it was over goodness. 800. I think it was even more than that. It might have been over. You're making my brain hurt with all of those details. Caitlin's brain was hurting. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, my brain was hurting. And you know, we have clients who come to us from different TV networks that are also our big family brands. So it's like, hey, you know, this is a subsidiary of this, and could you enter this under this name? And I can't really name names because we just we just did all this right, work for sure. them, and I don't want to put it out there for them. But um, it's just but like, fingers crossed they all win. Yeah, fingers crossed they all Absolutely. win. Um, they do. There's a lot, and some of these, you know, we just get a couple. And you know, there are, and it's you know, the thing about Promax too is Promax is entirely this. It's like this little bubble that's perfect for entertainment mm-hmm. because it's you're not competing with any outside advertisers. You're not competing with American Express or Coca Cola. You're yep. competing with the guy who works across the street from you doing the same thing you're doing. So that's a big chance for you to just say, let's do it and throw as many as you can at it. And let's get some attention with a real legit national award. Um, So other than, so Promax BDA, that's obviously one of the big, you know, award categories in the space of call it production companies, motion design, people that are doing entertainment, marketing, advertising. What are the other sort of obvious awards, Addies, Emmys, what have you? What's kind of maybe a list of the major we awards have, that you guys go to bat for people? We have a lot. We have a big list, like a competition list. But um, the ones that are just generally focused on entertainment, um, we have um, Clio Entertainments coming up. That used to be the Key Art Awards. Um, there is the Effies. If you did something really cool that you had a start to finish game plan and you had some really great results, that's a great competition. But that's, you know, because it's so big and so competitive, you really only want to enter like one or two of those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the Creative Media Awards is a fun opportunity because you it's really all about the idea. You guys did something and this is the idea that drove the whole project. The Webbies are, we those just passed, but that's kind of a, a lot of your digital stuff, cool mm-hmm. projects you're doing, social media. There's a lot. Um, and what about advertising? Advertising, we have, you know, there's 
There's the Addies. There's the general Clios. The Clios mm-hmm. are just... Those, again, are really competitive, but they've gotten better at including different subsects of the competition. So it's like you can do Clio music. You can do Clio healthcare. Um, wow. there, yeah, there the are vertical. Different, there's different divisions. Yeah. Clio so, fashion. But oh, what's great about that is there's more opportunities to win. It's still competitive, but yep. you're not fighting against some behemoth brand that you have no, you know, you're going to be outgunned and outspent. Yeah, again, I just think of, you know, a production company that might say, oh, could we ever possibly win a Clio? And they look at, you know, this amazing work and they say, well, we're competing against whatever, BBDO who did the latest Coca-Cola thing and Wyden who did the Nike thing. And they just think, well, we don't have a chance. Why bother? But there's probably a category or a vertical or something where they can win a Clio. There will be a fit somewhere if you really want to. And, you know, to plug us a little bit, we're really good at the strategy of finding a good spot. There's so many opportunities. We can make it work. Right, right. Well, and just helping people even know that all those opportunities out there is just that connecting the dot process that I'm sure people are like, I didn't even know that that category existed. I didn't know that there were those awards. Um, So helping people navigate that process. Absolutely. The niche categories are a perfect fit for the smaller companies, Um, not because they're seen as any less great, but because the big networks and big agencies usually go for the categories that encompass a whole campaign where a production company can really go in and get best voice art, yeah. you know, best music, best, you know, whatever. It, it can be on a much uh, more granular scale. But if you're thinking about it, when you go to a meeting and you're talking about this great thing you just did and great thing you just won, it almost makes more sense to be talking about that niche thing because that's your business. Yeah. Your business isn't necessarily the whole campaign. Right. Sometimes right? we've, I've also pushed clients to break up their integrated campaign. And, you know, instead of looking at it, kind of like what Ashley just said, just, you know, you did this one cool thing. Let's talk about that. Let's give that a chance to shine because that was so unique. Yeah. I've seen you that know? happen definitely in like Promax, the campaigns, uh, those campaign categories can be so fiercely competitive. But if you take the campaign that you did that's maybe really, really good, but may not win mm-hmm. and break it apart, you can say, oh, well, I'll submit this piece, that piece, that piece, and may- off you go and have a really good shot at winning. Yeah, I have a, a great example. It kind of fits in with this. Um, Zappos uh, came to us last year, and they did the I'm Not a Box campaign, where the shoe box that was delivered had cutouts and like weird, fun things that you could do with it. It was more than just a box. Um, but what's interesting about Zappos is their company culture has different pillars. And one of them is being humble. So they were like, how do we be humble but win an award? Hmm. Right? Interesting. Um, also, the whole campaign necessarily didn't take off, but the box itself was a really cool idea. So we were able to extract that from the social media type of awards and really focus on the product packaging. And we put together a, an award assessment, kind of a roadmap of their whole year. And when I talked to them, I think it was around Christmas time, I wished them a happy Merry Christmas. And they told me that they won five awards in packaging and eco-friendliness and, you know, stuff that really felt good and worthy to them, but it wasn't like boasting. Yes. Um, so they were able to spend those awards in their PR to look good as opposed to bragging. Yeah, that's really cool because you're, that award, um, those categories are consistent with their values and their mm-hmm. mission. All right, so let me ask this question, and this is almost like maybe conclusionary thought. If I'm, if I run a studio, a production company, maybe sound design, motion design, something like that, 
and I'm saying, wow, okay, yes, I want to want to win more awards or maybe win any awards. What's your encouragement as those people move forward? You know, like I, I'm hearing you ladies as the experts and that's a great resource, I think, that they could potentially reach out to. Um, but how should they, as they move forward, just be maybe preparing and laying the groundwork for I want to win more awards? I would recommend hold on to everything you do, every little thing. Um, make a dump folder on your desktop, anything that you're proud of and excited about. Um, if you, if for some reason you're a company that's creating some kind of press kit, hang on to one of those. You know, don't you know, make an extra one so that when you're sending it to the brand, you know, you have one sitting there and you can enter that into a competition that has a press kit design or packaging award. Um, be passionate about your work. If you have strong work and you're proud of it, talk about it. Go all the way with it. Don't don't ever have any doubts, or at least don't let the judges see that you have doubts. Right. You know, be passionate, and you know, be honest with yourself. Always be honest with yourself and say, you know, this is this is something I'm excited about. But you know, it, and we kind of talked about this earlier. It might not compete with other things. But if you're but just create that dump folder, put everything in there. And, you know, just be excited. <laughs> um, when I think back to my days at working at an agency, when the awards would come around, I almost felt like the hype was gone. But we found that awards have a shelf life of around 12 months. And it's kind of hard sometimes to go back and dig up that information unless, like Caitlin said, hang on to the good stuff. Um, and something that's really simple, and it's definitely very tedious and granular, and we do it at our company, but... You can keep an Excel doc and just every time you hear of a new award competition, write it in, write the dates. And that way you're not always scrambling, but once a quarter, check the doc, see what's coming up, browse the categories if it's open. And if you have questions, you can obviously call someone like a brave dog. Um, or you guys can talk about it internally and see how you guys can bring your heads together and maybe pick one or two categories that you want to go after. Well, I love the practicality of just, you know, keep things, right? M make sure that you're capturing all of the magic that you're creating along the way. And, you know, something like an Excel spreadsheet is also, also the place just to capture what was the name of the project, who was the client, who, who, you know, all the credits, all that sort of stuff that, you know, nine months later when you're going to submit, I'm sure you guys have to chase down tons of crazy little fine details. And I'm, I'm you know, I bet it makes it a lot easier when people have kind of done that footwork. Mm -hmm. And kind of piggybacking off of that, I forgot these two little details and they're so important. No, oh, okay. Um, Give us the important keep details. Keep your marketing decks. Like keep your project plans, like keep your postmortems, keep anything like that. Yeah. Just hang on to it because if you do end up hiring somebody, it's going to be a huge help. It's going to show what you were thinking, who were you, who were you trying to impress, you know, what was your market, all yeah. of that. What was the problem you were trying to solve and exactly. the, that whole backstory that helps, yeah, helps the judges understand the project in its entirety. Yes. And if you do create or if you are part of a marketing campaign or you have created, you put together some kind of event, make a video. Make sure you get video on the, on site when you're creating stuff. You know, something that you watch and it's something that like you'd see on the internet and say, hmm, this is interesting because that's those are the entries that win. Photos are not enough. A cocktail napkin from the event is not enough. We need more than that. So yes, videos and keep your decks. I love that. It's also important to keep 
everything because usually the person that's submitting to the award competition wasn't necessarily the person that worked on the project. So it helps them kind of have a better idea of what they're writing, what the brand voice was for that client specifically. So they're not having to chase their whole team internally for these meetings to talk about awards. They're able to kind of feel locked and loaded on their own. Yeah, you're, you're reminding me of when my studio produced an upfront for one of the, you know, for scripts, which is this huge family, you know, empire of channels. And we had a few pictures of the upfront event, but we could have had so much amazing content to relay to the judges, you know, to see what the miracle that we, you know, produced and what we accomplished because from the beginning of that initial idea and the whole process we went through to then the grand finale in New York when the upfront, you know, ran and it was this huge event. Uh, I mean, that was a big, powerful story, but we didn't, we didn't shoot video. Judges love that video, you know, like the film has been collected over time and you see the night and day of the whole thing being produced and the sun comes up. They love that. They appreciate the craft. They yeah. want to see the whole thing. They want to see the whole thing. It's so like everyone loves a good story. Yeah. Yep. Put some cameras around, hire somebody to get some video and it's definitely worth it. Well, Caitlin, Ashley, thank you so much for sitting down and sharing your thoughts on this exciting, you know, topic of awards. I'm, I'm super excited that you ladies get to help, uh, I think, help tell a better story for all these people out there that, you know, really deserve the attention and credit um, that of the great work that they're, they're producing. Thanks, yeah. yeah, thank it was you. Fun. I love my job and I love this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Rev Thinking is produced by Rev Think. Feel free to connect with us at RevThink.com. We'd love to help. And hey, if you like the Rev Thinking Podcast, please do us a favor by subscribing on iTunes and giving us your feedback. Thanks for listening to Rev Thinking.